Joseph. Um, I want to thank you for coming back. I thank you for listening. I thank you for your support and you're just your kindness to me. And I'm just so grateful to have you. You guys are in for a treat. I had a chance to talk to a man named Chansa Kalunga. He is from Zambia. I kept saying Zambia, but he's from Zambia in Africa, Central Africa. And we had a discussion that I think will make you want to visit Africa. But right now he lives in Canada. <laughs> but he's from Africa and the excitement, the joy, the happiness that he has for being um, from Africa. is just, it radiates through this conversation. So please listen and let me know what you think. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, Chancer. Thank you, thank you, thank Good you so much. <laughs> hey everyone, this is a new dialogue, and I'm your host, Barbara Joseph. I have a special guest. His name is Chansa Kalunga. He he was born in Zambia, has been living in Antonio, Ontario, Canada, for the last ten years. Wears many titles. He's an artist, writer, and the co-founder of Scene Media. He hosts Zambia House Weekly on Clubhouse, airing live every Saturday at 10, 11 a.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Eastern. And that's actually how I met him <laughs> on, his, on his Clubhouse session. How are you this morning? I am great. And thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Well, why don't you continue the introduction? Because I know um, I only said a little bit, um, but you... you Actually, I saw one of your videos and um, immigrant on YouTube, and it's a very nice video. I actually enjoyed watching it. So why don't you give us an introduction and uh, introduce yourself? Oh, um, yeah, sure. So uh, I, well, I often struggle when someone when when someone asks me what do I do, just because you know, I get up to a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> but you know, among other things, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I feel like that's something that's in my DNA. So mm -hmm. as you um, as you so rightly uh, mentioned, Barbara, I'm co-founder of um, a tech startup called Scene. So that's scenemedia.io, which is um, uh, basically we, we call it the world's first anti-social social platform. So it's um, it's an analytics and audience engagement platform for live events. And uh, we were actually in the process of raising um, our seed round, you know, financing um, for those that, that are not familiar with the lingo, but getting our first round of funding from investors um, when COVID happened. And of course, when COVID happened, uh, live events were one of the first casualties. So um, we've had to, you know, put that on pause. We had to pump the brakes a little bit, but please do, uh, you know, watch this space. Live events will be back. I'm very, very um, confident about that. I look forward to going to a concert again, to going to a conference again. And um what else? Uh, in addition, so I'm from Zambia, uh, uh, southern, central Southern Africa, and I go back and forth uh, very frequently. Well, at least I did until, again, this, this Panamera. <laughs> I'm not even calling it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so uh, over there, I, um, I, I have a number of business interests. I'm a co-owner of a real estate company, um, which we you know, want to eventually become sort of like the Sotheby's um, of of Africa, we there's a and for anyone not aware, there's a 
there's so so much um to be to be seen in terms of real estate in africa it's 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 a growing market um you know i'd like to see a future in which um people especially my brothers and sisters in america can have you know their getaway villas in africa much the same way people go to bali which is just as far right it'd be great <laughs> if people could go to to, to africa uh, zambia specifically just because you know that's that's home base um so yeah that's uh, that's my story. Well, thank you. Um, I'm so happy I met you because I I don't know what it is about me, but I'm gravitating towards Africa. And I've met more Nigerians, people from Ghana, Kenya, South Africa, but I've not met anyone from Zambia. And so this opportunity is very important to me. I think eventually I'll end up moving there. I don't know. So somewhere in Africa. Yes. I yes. Really yes. <laughs> yes. Zambia is calling, Barbara. It's calling. Don't tell me. Don't tell me because I know. uh, I know that living in America for the rest of my life is not on the plan. It's not on the list because Mm. I want to live on a farm and I need Mm. something like I just need to be around nature. And so I haven't Mm. found my area in the states yet. And so I Mm. know I'm going to try other um, continent and see uh, if it suits me. But how is the well, African demographic well, in Canada? I was, well, I was just going to say, well, we definitely got a lot of nature <laughs> in Africa. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, as far as the Af- the, the demographic. Oh, so first of all, fun fact, you mentioned something about Nigerians. Did you know that one in every seven black people is Nigerian? It's possible. I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the, the, I don't know, st- one of these websites, Statistica or something, says that by 2050, it'll be one in every four people will be Nigerian. One in every four black people on the planet will be Nigerian. You know, I, we're not going to keep talking about Nigeria because I really want to focus on you. Uh, I, I'm so proud of them because of Nollywood. I just, mm. that right there is just mm. like, wow, you guys are amazing. And that's why they get my respect because of what they've done with Nollywood. And they have Netflix has movies from Africa. Like I watched the movie, the girls were from Zimbabwe and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> like, And it's not, you know, that, that, that jungle mindset that they tend to in, um, portray here in America. And so Nollywood really changed the game. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you, my fellow brothers and sisters. Mm. <laughs> so it's very interesting. But yeah. the question was, is how is the African demographic in Canada? Well, I mean, I can't speak for all of Canada because to be honest, I've only been um, in two provinces, okay. uh, C- Quebec and uh, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, you know, Ontario is probably the... Um, the most metropolitan province in Toronto specifically where I, where I live is Mm -hmm. the most culturally diverse. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I often like to think of it as like a, a, like a, a a smaller New York. Okay. Um, And as far as uh, demographics go, I want to say that in the, in Toronto, it should be about, I think 12% Mm -hmm. of the population um, uh, is black. um, Mm -hmm. And, and that, population consists of and again don't don't hold i like i don't have these figures like set and cut like you know in stone but um i want to know that that's i think that's pretty accurate uh it's very it consists of a lot of africans um again like we mentioned nigerians and ghanaians and i think there's a historical context to that is because they began ghana um for those not aware was the first um african country to gain independence right Mm -hmm. and so they began traveling like in the 50s 
So mm. you find people that are like third generation, you wow. know, um, their parents were born here. Um, so mm. that's, that's, you know, that's the reason why they're so populous. But we also have a large um, Somali population. Mm. We have a large Ethiopian population. In fact, um, I think at one point in the city, there was something like an Ethiopia town. And oh, while wow. it doesn't really exist now, there's pockets of the city where it's like, it's very Ethiopian, like, you know, rows of restaurants. Um, Zambians, just in general, whenever I, I tell people, like, if you come across a Zambian, it's like, we're like unicorns, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not that many of us out there in the diaspora. The country itself isn't that um, populous. Like the, the population of the country, last I checked, was about 18 million. Okay. Um, and a That's lot of New this, York, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> you know? New York City, at that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there are not that many of us out here. And whenever you do come across another Zambian somewhere, it's almost like you just like you want to hug them, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's as far as uh, the rest of Canada goes. I know that Toronto isn't representative of like like Canada's white. If we're just being real, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a white ass yeah, country. It's, you know? it's, it's white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and uh, and also, uh, you know, there's a large, um, you know, native population, of course, but they tend to be more up north. That's a place that you know I'd love to get to at some point, but it's so cold. What especially is up north? What is up, up north? What up is north that? is like um, places like uh, you know Saskatchewan or even like other provinces. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, because the the, the the, the further up you go, you have a lot of the, the reserves. And there's been a lot of um, controversy in regards to just mm-hmm. how, um, you know, the original Canadians have been so marginalized. But that's a whole mm-hmm. conversation for another yeah. day. But, like, people on reserves, are, you know. But, yeah, I hope I answered your question. Yes, no, you actually gave me more because I want, I want to know how many provinces does Canada have. And number two, um, like is the African culture embraced? Like in that little area, do you see that the white folks like want to be part of that? Or is it like, no, you keep to your own. Cause I know when I was in uh, South Dakota, mm-hmm. they had res- um, the reservation for the native Americans. And it was like that piece of junk area, you know? So mm. I wanted to know, is it the same way where it's not a land that really is a livable? Is that how they do it over there? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of, like I said, um, so first of all, Canada has uh, 10 provinces and three territories. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure what the distinction is. Um, but what I do know is that um, that historically, um, there was uh, a time when they were taking, they had these things, um, and again, I don't want to, you know, uh, misinform anyone but there there was a time when the people were taken from their native home and put in these uh, residential schools mm. and a lot of abuse um took place and they talk now about how uh you know the effects of that um of that system right mm. and i don't know whether they've mentioned some kind of reparations or mm. um yeah but they've really like they they were really done dirty you know and of course, the effects of, of, I mean, you have a whole nation of people that's just been traumatized, right? You can right. imagine like um, what, what, what that uh, has been like. And as far as people embracing others, look, I, again, I speak from a privileged, privileged place because Toronto is just so uh, diverse. You know, anytime yeah. you're downtown, you know, you're on the subway, you hear like any number of languages, you know, you have Ukrainians, uh, mm. you know, uh, South Africans, it's just, it's a really rich city. And, you know, the further, the further away you go, you do see, you know, um, I mean, there's pockets of like, like the certain towns where you're like, you know what, like this, um, 
this <laughs> this could be MAGA country. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're dri- yeah, you're driving. You're like, oh, I don't know if we could like stop here. Like, mm. Not that you you know you feel threatened, but you do sense that um, you know there's there's just certain places where like the look and the the energy is mm. almost like you, it feels like. We don't take to your kind around here. You know what I mean? Like right. you get that feeling. Oh, man. That you, yeah. Um, I know that uh, you know, this there's, there's um, a place, um uh Calgary, which um is people say like it's 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 the Texas of the North. Um they uh they they um they have something called the Calgary Stampede every year, which is like a big event where people go out there, lots of cowboy hats. And again, I've never been, um, but uh you know, I have a few people that have gone out there and they say the the, the energy is very like um US South. You know, you take that for what that what that might infer, but yeah. Wow. That is it's interesting because I I don't know much about Canada and it's right there. I just never really considered uh learning and I'm so happy you're able to share that with me. And it kinda leads me to my second question with such racial tension in the United States. Do you see any differences in Canada compared to the U.S. and Zambia? Um, yeah, I think that unfortunately, um, uh, I think negativity is contagious, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you there there have been um, little pockets and little um, incidents you hear about, like um, like straight up, you know, Trump supporters, and not to get all political, but mm-hmm. you know. Um, that whole sense of nationalism and, and white supremacy that has begun to um, to rear its ugly head. In fact, I, I want to say two days ago, they um, in Parliament or in in whatever the, the <laughs> I'm going to sound super ignorant, but like when they in when they when they got together, they actually um, announced something about the the Proud Boys, which is this organization in the U.S. They said they they recognize them as a terrorist organization here, mm. so it's like it's official. That's what they recognize them wow. as. Um, and that was like unanimous. Mm-hmm. So I I think that one of the things is that Canada is, a, is I, I will say that it's a, it's a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. It's a place that I'm happy and proud to call home. It's very peaceful um, for the most part. Uh, you know, if you think about even gun violence, like you don't really hear a lot about like, you know, just because um, I, I just it always blows my mind how like you could be in the U.S. and be at a Walmart and buy be buying bread and mayo and like and a and a firearm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, um, that's not really just the vibe here. That's good. And uh, yeah. And as far as racial tension, um, you know, there have been incidents here. Like so like, you know, there's a few Black Lives Matter protests because there have been some incidents of law enforcement. Um, you know, there's been deaths even, um, you know, law enforcement uh, kind of repeating what's 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 some of the things we've seen in the U.S. Right. Wow. Like um, there was a lady, I want to say last summer, who they, uh, you know, entered her home. I don't know what this situation was. It may, may have been like a mental health situation. And she ended up falling from the balcony. And, and no one really knows what happened. But this mm. is the police and her, right? Right. There were protests. Um, so, you know, as far as racism, that's just like such a big mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to get over it. Because sometimes you think about it, like, are we really in 2021? Or mm-hmm. like... Or, you know, 1961. And, and certain, you know, we've made progress in certain ways and we've kind of, like, gone backwards in other ways. Yeah. Um, and as far as Zambia, you know, you know, I like to make the joke that 
the reason why we were able to be colonized is because like Africans by nature, and I just want to say the black people, mm-hmm. we're just very hospitable, right? <laughs> so like, you know, when the white man came, we were like, welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we're welcome. All right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. We're going to take your land. We'll take your women. We'll take you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but like, we're very welcoming people. So like even in Zambia, this is a, a little fun fact. In 2014, um, Zambia was the only country besides the United States with a black head of state, with a black president and a white vice president. Mm. Um, you know, so we, we like Zambia is a very, um, it's just like a very culturally diverse country. We have people that came from India in the early 20th century. So you have like third and fourth generation Indian Zambians. Wow. We have a lot of um, white Zambians. We have a lot of mixed Zambians. And, you know, you have to remember that Zambia is landlocked, right? Mm. Um, so we're surrounded by nine neighbors. And so as a result, it's kind of difficult to even say, like, what is a Zambian? Just because you're going to have someone whose, you know, grandfather came from Angola or grandmother came from Mozambique or mm. from, from the Congo. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. and, and something that um, I think is, is actually should get talked about more is when we gained independence mm-hmm. in 1964, our first president, um, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda, what he did was he he um, had a, a I guess a philosophy or um, something that he called uh, one Zambia, one nation, mm-hmm. right? So Zambia again, even just like on a tribal level, is very diverse. We have seventy two different tribes. Wow, you know, a lot of languages are spoken, and you know, tribalism can also lead to a lot of division. So what he uh, instituted was a, a, a situation where when someone graduates from university, whatever part of the country you're originally from, like your, your ethnic home or your mm-hmm. tribal home, mm-hmm. he'd send you like to the opposite part of the country. Wow. Right. So if you were like born in Southern province, he'd send you to Northern province to go work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what ended up happening is, you know, what happens when people go to a new place and they settle, they, um, they usually, <laughs> they meet, uh, they meet people, they get married, mm-hmm. right. They have children. And so now it's really difficult for tribalism to, um, to become a thing because everyone's just so mixed up. It's like, you don't like that tribe, but like, hold up. That's my mother's, that's my mom's <laughs> tribe, right? It's like, but wait a minute, my grandfather on my dad's side is from, you know what I mean? So yes. I think that was genius. That was one of the greatest things that he ever could have done. And as a result, Zambians are, the thing that unites us all is that we're Zambian. That's good. You know? That is very good. And it forces you to get out your comfort zone. It's just like mm. people stick to what they know or what makes them feel good. So now you're forced to readjust. That is really good. So, yeah. I mean, that actually leads to my uh, other question is, like, what have you learned in Zambia that you think would be beneficial in Canada if it were applied? Um, I think that, um, so there's a number of things, right? I feel like, you know, culture evolves, mm-hmm. right? And um, I like to cherry pick. So there's certain things about, I guess, more traditional elements of my culture that I'd like to retain. Yeah some that I like to discard, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think you, you kind of, I feel like as an individual, you have, the, you have the power to kind of create your own personal culture, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that we're big on in, in Zambia and I think Africa at large is that we're really big on respect, right? Mm-hmm. Like reverence for our elders. Yeah. And that's, um, that's something that I think in the West, particularly in North America, mm-hmm. is... Um, it's kind of been lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see people like even when I'm out and about and the way that they, you know, I'll be like, I don't know, in a grocery store or something. And like, you see this, this kid and the way they're talking back to either their parents or mm-hmm. just someone older. It's like, 
like I get upset. <laughs> like I just want to grab him by the shoulders and shake him and be like, yo, you do realize that this is, you know, someone you need to be speaking to with respect. So I think mm. that I think we, we really we do have a reverence for our elders in Africa. Like there's certain things that even as a, you know, as a grown man, um, I'm not going to speak to my elders in, in a certain way, yeah. regardless of whether or not they're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so um, I think that uh, and also um, we're really big on extended family. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even make the distinction like a cousin is a brother. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we even have like a word for for oh. cousin. These are all like Western, um, um, you know, principles that were kind of forced on us. But we just take everyone like my 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 brother's son is my son. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. I mean, you, you've heard the saying it takes a village. Right. Yeah. We take it as a collective responsibility to raise um, to raise children and look out for one another. That's so good. I feel like, pardon? No, I said that's good. Yeah. So I think that in the West, there is a sense of um, the individual more so than the collective. It's like yeah. me, me, me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that if that's something that perhaps we could, we could, uh, if I could see more of that in the West in terms of just taking that sense of community. That's the word I was looking for. Just that sense of community and, and looking out for, you know, um, I mean, if you're in Zambia, for example, and you live in a neighborhood or something, your neighbors will, you know, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot of friends, Canadians, Americans, that um, have come and since settled in Zambia. Mm -hmm. And when they first arrive, they're always like, we'll be out somewhere and someone greets them and like, do I know that person? Mm -hmm. Just because like, you know, the person will greet them with such enthusiasm. But it's, and that's the one of the things that was like um, mm. culture shock for me and something that, that I had to adjust to coming to Toronto, right? Like... This is, of course, the the big city, um, and you know, I'd be I'd be somewhere and, and like, I, you know, I just have that energy of hey, <laughs> and then the the energy back would be like, what do you want? You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like no, I don't want anything. I'm just, you know, if we're in the subway, I'm like, wow, we're occupying the same space. The least I can do mm -hmm. is acknowledge the presence of another human being. You know what I mean? So that's in terms of like, I guess you got to mind your business out here, you know. But it goes, it went against <laughs> my. my 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 better nature, you know. Hi, you know. So I've had to like, you know, I I can't I I, I had to come back around because eventually it wasn't sitting right with me because I was going against my natural inclination. So yeah. now I'm just me. Like if people don't get it, then, um, you know, too bad for them. You know what I mean? I'm just trying. I'm out here trying to spread this positivity. So that's so funny because I know how you feel. Like you're like I want to. I see you. I want to acknowledge you and then they avoid eye contact and it's like mm. okay you know what that's fine too it's the same thing here but i learned those are just people who just malmannered and have no kind of they just malmannered that's it <laughs> like i yeah. don't ignore them but it i do understand and we do need to build community because covid really made me see that being alone is not something that's healthy and we're not meant to be alone. Like you need to mm. go out and, and socialize and be included. And I think that's one of the issues that people are having is that they're not feeling included. And so it's like, if you're not family, then you don't matter. Uh, if you're not my real blood, it's like, no, people are people, you know, you gotta be nice to everyone. And that's why I think my personality is like, I try to embrace people. And mm. so that way I know 
how it feels to be on the outside. Like, hey, do I belong here? And I'm like, yes, you do. Come on in, <laughs> you know. Mm, and mm. so I make sure. Oh, you would I fit go. right in in Africa, Barbara. You would fit. <laughs> you would fit right in. <laughs> it hurts me to a fault, though. It's a, one of those things because you get that sense, false sense of familiarity. You know, you mm. kind of build a friendship with someone and they're really looking at you like you're just somebody they know, like an acquaintance. So I had to mm. learn. I'm like, you know what? Be nice, but be selective. I mean, not. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It's like, be nice, I, I, I know. I, 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 totally, I totally get. I totally. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're yeah. saying. So. I feel you. So what have you learned in Canada that you think would be beneficial in Zambia if it were applied? Um. That's a great question. Um, I think that, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll provide context. I think that Africa in general has just been mm-hmm. blessed with so much that yeah. as a result, the people, because they don't get up and go nearly as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if you think about even historically, this is what I think, this is my crazy theories, right? But like, so I've lived in... <laughs> In I, at one time, you know, I, I lived in Europe, in Scandinavia, oh, wow. uh, in Sweden, in particular. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a ve- that's another very different culture because mm-hmm. they are if you like they are very reserved and yeah. everything is almost like um, it's it's so crazy that even family has to like you almost like have to go to Google Calendar to schedule like a co- you know what I mean like Africa is very like sometimes someone will just pop in like unannounced and. We were cool with it. It's like, hey, I was in the neighborhood. I was, you know, thought I'd stop by, you know, like, whereas in that part of the world, it's extremely frowned upon, you know? Yeah. Just um, pop up and the house. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, 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 there, they don't really, like, everything has to be, um, uh, just has to be scheduled and planned. And, and, you know, someone explained it to me, like, you know what, if you, like, the back, you know, however many years ago, if you were in such a harsh climate, if you didn't but you plan broke ahead, up a oh, I'm up. sorry. If you, uh, if you were, can you hear me? yeah, I can hear you. But it's like if you were, that's all the last thing I heard. Okay, I was saying like if you were in such a harsh climate, um, if you didn't plan ahead, you would literally die, mm-hmm. right? Um, you'd have to, you know, have your stock up on your food, whatever, whatever, and um, and so that living in that harsh climate forces one to, you know, plan. And maybe your 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 nearest neighbor lives like a couple of miles away right mm-hmm. so you learn to live alone because like like out there in sweden I'm, i could be like in my apartment and not know like the like the not know any neighbors mm. right they just like it's just it's a different that's why i couldn't live i couldn't live in that part it's a beautiful part of the world and the amazing people but my it goes against my nature just like the way in which they live and um in africa you know i make the joke that because we have such an abundance of everything we never really had the need to even you know, you wake up, you know, walk out and step outside your hut. There's a mango tree, <laughs> pluck a mango. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the weather's beautiful. Um, and so if there's anything that I would like to see, um, it would just be like that uh, a bit. Uh, people just take life really easy, I'd say. Mm. You know what I mean? There's not enough of a sense of hustle. And I think here sometimes there can be too much of a sense of hustle. So I'm, okay. I think that I believe that there has to be a happy medium. I think that's good. I think we want to maintain what makes us human. I got that from this guy uh, in South America. I forgot somewhere. And they were robbing graves um, for the gold. And that's how the country was really being deprived. And he said, mm-hmm. let's not forget what makes us human. And ever since he said that, I've said, you know what? 
I want to maintain what makes me human and constantly being on the go, rushing this, that, or third. It's like, that's not natural. I mean, like you can see the anxiety that people in New York have, in my opinion, because they're constantly on the go. And so I think that's mm. good. Having that balance, I think that's important. So you live a lot. I mean, I remember when we talked the day before, uh, you lived in Iowa. You just said you lived in Sweden. <laughs> like, listen, in listen. <laughs> so, um, so we have we have we have a saying that you know one has itchy feet. So I think I I definitely have itchy feet. I want to see so much of the world that I haven't seen yet. I've always wanted to go to Japan. Um, it's just such a great wide world, you know, full of so much. Um, um, to marvel at, right? And I just want to be able to see it all and who knows like where my journey will take me. But yes, to your point, um, I grew up in the Midwest. I spent my formative years um, in Iowa, Iowa City to be to be precise. Go Hawkeyes. Um, and... <laughs> I like that you just said, go Hawkeyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, once the, once the home team, always the home team. Um, and uh, and yeah, that was a really um, that, that has such a profound effect on my. Um, I'm, I think when we're young, I think some of those years are very pivotal. Mm-hmm. And um, Iowa City was like such is you know I haven't been back as an adult. I would like to go. That was kind of the plan before um, this panini bread, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, it was it's a university city. And uh, it's very culturally diverse. So I remember like going to elementary school and having like classmates from South Korea and Norway and Iceland and South Africa. And I think being exposed to that diversity really, I think, shaped my my perspective of the world. I mean, I look at it like every single person you meet um, looks at the world through a particular set of lenses, right? And that lens is shaped by um, how they're raised, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And I think, you know what? I think a lot of people that, you know, if you, you know, either racist people or, you know, um, uh, the bigots in society, one of, the, one of the things that can help remedy that was just if they traveled more. Because when you travel mm-hmm. is when you understand that um, people are just people. You're going to find dishonest people. It's like when people say, oh, so-and-so, they're crooks. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. no. Crooks are, in ev- are found everywhere. It's like all crooks come from the same mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so like when you travel, you realize at the end of the day, every single human being on this planet wants basic things. They want to be able to take care of themselves and their loved ones. They want to be treated with dignity and respect um, and to pursue their own personal happiness, right? Yeah. Um, that, and that's not limited by whatever, whatever shell we happen to be in because this is just a physical shell, right? It's just, you know, it's, it's a shell that comes in so many hues and, and tones and colors. So, so yeah. That's awesome. That actually leads to my uh, last question. For people who wish to leave Zambia or leave the United States to live in Canada, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say come to Toronto first, only because it's like you want to, you want to, you want to ease yourself into the transition. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I haven't been to. Um, a lot of places uh, um, outside these two provinces, Quebec, like Montreal is beautiful, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Montreal is a really beautiful city. It kind of feels like Europe. Why um, is it beautiful? Um, it's, it's different. It's got a lot of like, again, it feels very European. Of course, you know, Canada is a bilingual country, but like in Toronto, you don't really feel the French 
influence mm. but when you go to montreal like you straight up you go to a restaurant the first thing i'll say oh bonjour monsieur you know oh. and you have to be like oh no no parlez-vous <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't speak that <laughs> um and a lot of the architecture is 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 very it's old um there's a really massive church that's like a historical landmark i forget what the name of the church is um so it's just it's got a, it's got a really different feel it's like you you, you don't even feel like you're in north america mm. um and just the energy is different in the city um, but I would say that I think Toronto would be a good sort of like entry point and then from there venture out. But otherwise, like Canadians are very, very warm people. Um, and, uh, you know, with, with, that's, that, with that question, you know, with any time someone asks me about like a, 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 a geographic location or a place, I say that all like, I, I, I never want to recommend a place like you, you have, you should live there, but it's like, you know what, have a look. Yeah. And if it resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might really consider um, settling there, but at least give it a, give it a chance. Mm. And I think Canada definitely deserves to be given a chance by anyone out there that might be considering to considering it. I have considered that um, British Columbia. I consider that, but I'm like it's too cold. But <laughs> no, actually, you know, no. Funny enough, so like British Columbia, although I haven't been, I know people that um, have. So Vancouver is like um, you know above uh, like C- C- Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So people, and, and the weather's a lot like that. It's uh, a lot of uh, uh, rain. Um, it doesn't snow. Like, it rarely snows, I think. It just, it rains a lot, like, really frequently. I love the rain. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so Vancouver is really beautiful, and it's very, like, mountainous. If you love the outdoors, hiking, bike riding, things of that nature, I think that um, Vancouver would definitely be, um, the, like, British Columbia would be, would be worth a look. I mean, I'm saying this, I haven't been there myself yet. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, after this uh, after this panorama, I think I'm gonna make a make a make make it a point to to, to head out there. Okay. Panorama panini bread. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, we're not gonna we're not gonna you know acknowledge it with its actual name. Okay. I'm with you. I I for that. I gotta be clever like you and think of something quick because I just I don't even mention it, but. Uh, when I do, I need to think of something else. Uh, it's been great talking with you, and I always like to leave on a positive and happy note. Uh, and mm. whole, this whole conversation has been positive and happy. But one of the things I like to do is just to, you know, sum everything up in a, like an affirmation. You seem to be a very um, well-versed man, and you're open-minded, and you're conscious and open-minded, you know, and I think that's a good happy middle, where you're not so close-minded, and you're not so open-minded, and you're not like, you know, just my, you're you're conscious, This that's the word, the only thing I see, you're conscious of what's happening around you, and so mm. I love the fact that you are so positive and uplifting. As someone who is an immigrant, and, you know, they're having a hard time um, having a hard time adjust to wherever they're at, like, let's say they're in America or they're in Canada or somewhere in Europe. And, you know, what advice, I mean, it ties into what advice is it, but what kind of affirmation or something you would tell them to keep going and hang in there? What do you remind yourself when you feeling any type of homesick or anything like that? I think, um, it's, so one of the things I, I, the analogy I give is that like when you're moving, like when you leave one place and have said i'm going to go settle in this other place you kind of have to uninstall the previous software Mm. and then download the new software for the place that you're at otherwise it's the transition is going to be difficult like um 
just like a very basic example is like currency. Like I remember like the first days, you know, I'd be in the grocery store and I'd look at something and I'd be like, okay, that's what, $4. And if I convert that to the Zambian currency, I'm like, holy cow, like, I'm not going to spend that. You know what I mean? Like that could, that could buy this and this and this back home or whatever. And you really just have, you can't, you'll never spend it. You'll never buy anything. Right. Cause you're constantly thinking of like this burger could buy, you know, X amount of groceries back home or whatever. It's like, no, this is, this is the, this is, this is my new reality yeah. and I have to treat it as such. Yeah. And then, um, and uh, yeah, you just kind of have to re-educate yourself and realign yourself. Um, and also uh, I think find comfort in discomfort, right? Yeah. I think it's very easy for people to, if, especially if they find like a community of their own, mm-hmm. um, they kind of want to stick to that which kind of it, then you're cheating because then you haven't really left home yeah right you haven't embraced this new environment and i think because of the fact that you know zambians are unicorns and it, that likelihood of me meeting another zambian <laughs> is pretty slim um it forced me to um embrace others right and i now you know the beautiful thing about friendships the friends are the family that you that you actually choose right, right? um and so i now have friends from ghana from zimbabwe that that's like my, that's my family, yeah. right? You know, when I'm not feeling well, they're going to come through and bring me soup and whatnot. And so the long and short of it is if you can, are able to just step outside of your comfort zone, I think there's uh, a lot of beautiful things can happen outside of that. I like that. If you can step outside of your comfort zone, a lot of beautiful things can happen. I appreciate you so much. This has been a very delightful conversation. And I would love to have you back. Um, I don't know what the topic oh, will be. <laughs> say when. Just say when. <laughs> like, I don't know what the topic will be, um, but I, I'm grateful that you were able to be part of this series because I initially wanted to make February um, Black Stories business owners, but then when I talked to that lady who I, I did a previous interview with, um, Ovia, it was just like, mm-hmm. no, I need to hear more about the immigrant experience and having you in Canada and sharing what you shared with me has been very helpful. And I'm sure people are just going to be more interested and want to know where is Zambia, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. not, and not actually mm-hmm. stop pronouncing like I do Zambia, that Zambia, stop actually pronouncing yeah. it Zambia. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. So thank you so much. And even that was helping me with that. So it makes me like look less silly when I'm saying Zambia. <laughs> Zambia. So thank no, you. No, Barbara. Mm-hmm. No, I want to I want to thank you. I want to, you know, appreciate you. I think that um, you know, and this is the African in you, right? Like we Africans like we tell stories by like, you know, like before before um, you know, westernization, people would gather around um, you know, campfires at night, right? Mm-hmm. Or just fires in the in the village and we have a rich um uh, oral traditions right mm-hmm. you know telling stories passing stories down yeah. and uh, i think we've always um uh harnessed and understood the power of voices mm-hmm. right and um i think your voice is, is extremely powerful and um i really do appreciate you um you know providing me with the opportunity to come onto this uh this amazing platform and just to be able to tell my story you know i feel like uh you know each one teach one if anyone can get anything at all from this conversation then then I think we did a great thing. They better. I know they, because I did. <laughs> I know they did, but, but I, I just appreciate you. Thank you so much, John, sir. It's nice. Thank you. It's nice Thank you. that you're in, in here, your story. So we'll be back, guys. He's going to come and talk to you guys some more. I just don't know what the topic will be. So. No, anytime. Just say the word and I'll be, oh, I'll be, so I'll be, I'll be back anytime. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
Um, can I can I plug myself? Oh yes, real quick? of course. My apologies. Um, <laughs> no, yes. it's cool. It's cool. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. Should anyone like to learn more about me? Um. <laughs> so I can be found on Twitter. My name is Chansat. Literally, M Y N A M E I S C H A N S A. Um. You know, I like to tweet little uh thought. You know, streams of consciousness. Um. I like to connect with people on there. Shoot me a DM. Um, and if you're on Clubhouse, uh, it's my, it's Chansa, C-H-A-N-S-A. Um, and I, I also encourage all of you to follow Barbara on all, all her socials. Um, what's, what is your, uh, your Twitter, Barbara? I don't have it like memorized. Oh, all of my social media platforms are Coach Barbara J. Like that's, I kept them okay. all. Coach Barbara Okay. J. Oh, nice. Nice. And you know yeah, what? So, I'm speaking uh-huh. of plug. I read the mm-hmm. article that you shared with me. Uh-huh. And I really enjoyed reading it. And that's why I made sure I'm like, he's a writer. Because, you know, not everybody's a writer. You can scribble a few things, but you're actually a very good writer. And uh, I hope they follow you on Twitter so they can read that article, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I did one dabble a little bit. <laughs> um, it's it's a pinned tweet. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, with the events of last year, I just felt compelled. I just, you know, whenever I feel compelled to to write, it's just like I just sit down and I, I almost like zone out. Mm-hmm. And then after I come to, it's like, oh, this is what I wrote, yeah. you know. It's, so it all really comes from the heart. I appreciate reading it. It was a nice um, way to look at a male's perspective. And I, there was something that you kept saying. It's like it's almost like you, you felt like you had to put on an armor. You know, you had to put on a pretending to be this way. And But it was a very good article and I might have to read it again. Um, OK, so thank you for sharing. No, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I look forward to uh, being back. <laughs> you better. I'm going to call you on it, too. I'm going to be like, Barbara, it's been a year. Whatever happened, you're coming back. <laughs> we'll figure something out. If you have any ideas, you, you're free to let me know. Okay. I shall. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. You as well, Barbara. Thank you so much once again. And everybody out there, be sure to follow uh, Coach, uh, Coach Barbara J. And, um, yeah, peace and love. Bye. Thanks. Welcome back. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you this conversation was good? Didn't I tell you it makes you want to go to Africa? I mean, I've always wanted to go to Africa. And now Zambia is on my list. Along with Ghana, Kenya, all the all the countries that I know. <laughs> and so I'm excited to um, be part of this African community. Um so I'm glad you had a chance to listen to him. He's just he's full of life and excitement. And as I told him, I, I want to have him back. So let me know what you want us to talk about. And then we'll have it. Because clearly we we converse well so together. And I want to make more of his. I want him to come more. So please um, let us know. Thanks for listening. Take care. Mm-hmm.